Hello, and welcome to the PixiePearls.com podcast, episode 17, 2007. Here we are. Well, it looks like it is my first podcast of the new year, my 17th. We're getting up there, aren't we? So I am going to be coming up on my one-year podcasting anniversary, probably, I can't remember, like, um, I guess it was the middle of 2006 when I started, so I only think I've been doing it about seven months, but I would have to go look to be sure. So here we are. I am back from vacation. I went to London and Paris. I think I discussed it in my last podcast straight before I left, and I am going to give you guys a rundown of what happened there, and then I'm going to be talking about two big contest knit-alongs that are the big things that are looking like everyone's going to be active in the, the beginning of the new year. And um, I'm going to have to check my podcast notes and see if I have more stuff to talk about. So I got some emails from you guys letting me know you wanted to hear another podcast. So here I am doing another one. I hope you guys enjoy. Okay, first off, let's start with my trip to Europe. My husband and I spent the holidays in London and Paris this year, and we had an awesome time. And if you check out my Pixie Pearls Flickr page or check out my blog, you can find photographs of those two locations. We went to Windsor Palace and Stonehenge and Eiffel Tower and the Louvre, and it was just a trip of a lifetime. It was awesome. My only disappointment was that a lot of stuff was closed because of the holidays. Now, everyone said everything would be closed, but the truth was the mom and pop shops were closed. So, the yarn stores were closed, and I did not get to a Fildar shop like I wanted to, and I did not get to, well, okay, in London, I went to Liberty's, which is a very large department store, because in England, some of the department stores carry yarn, uh, which is not something I've ever seen here in the United States. So, Liberty's had a large Rowan and Jagger selection, and I did get some Jagger Trinity, but it was the busiest shopping day London has ever had. The day that we went out, it was like um, the day after Boxing Day, I think. And um, I just, it was too crowded and I picked out a little bit of yarn, but I really couldn't enjoy myself and it just wasn't a good time to be shopping in London. So yeah, a little depressed about that, but the trip itself was wonderful. My favorite thing was the Louvre and Stonehenge in, London, in, in England and Bath, which is a little town gorgeous town and then these Roman baths that they found underneath the ground um, I guess like a hundred years ago or something but the baths themselves are 2,000 years old and it's just amazing and we had a wonderful time and then when we came back I had a cold um, that I probably caught the last couple days out in London because I didn't have the England power converter so I was kind of going out with a wet head in like 30 degree weather with the hat on um, oh, speaking of hats, while I was in London, my good knitting buddy Claudia had sent me out with a hat. I had some yarn in my stash I had meant to make a hat with for the trip. She knows that I'm not, you know, good with my FOs and finishing things. So she said, well, let me knit it because she can knit pretty, pretty quickly. She's very devoted when she knits something, she finishes it. So I wore the hat and have an adorable picture of me in front of the Louvre with it. And then Christmas Eve, we went to a nice restaurant and I got snockered on some champagne and left it either in the seat at the restaurant or in the taxi cab, one of those places. And it was never to be seen again and hopefully someone in Paris liked it and is wearing it now. 
and it was cold, but it was mild, so it was it was really nice weather, and I want to go to Paris again. London um, was great, but we were tired by then, ready to go home, and um, Paris was just so different. I don't know, I think I'd really like to go back to both places. And while we were in London, we got to see Spamalot, the play, and Tim Curry was in it. That was really cool. Um, I guess that's all I can really think about that. Uh, you can always email me and ask me questions. I'd be more than happy to answer if you're thinking about it, taking a trip and want to know where we stayed and stuff like that. So when we came back, we were sick and I wound up taking a Friday off of work and then my husband got sick and we thought we were better and then our throat would hurt again and then eventually now we are fine and back to normal, into the swing of things. Welcome to 2007. So today, actually, we went over our in-laws' house, um, and it is like January 13th or something like that, and um, we went over there to swap Christmas gifts because we never got to, and um, one of the gifts that my mother-in-law got me was a, she'd gone to the natural, this some kind of history museum um, in Canton near where they live or in Kennesaw or somewhere up there, I'm not sure where, Cartersville, and um it's a ways away from us and she had gotten me a little ornament of a spinning wheel and it looks handmade and it is awesome i'm gonna have to post pictures it's just really really cool i was very impressed i was like wow this is cool and then she got my husband a cow because he loves cows and then we got some other great stuff but the spinning wheel was very impressive um so i will post pictures so you guys can see that so let's see, now let's get on to the cool knitting news type stuff where I keep you guys up on the blog sphere in knitting land. First off, I had read about this the very first time on wendyknits.net, um, her blog, and the link will be in the show notes, where she had talked about just knitting from her stash for 2007, and then there were some, I think, little rules like sock yarn didn't count or something, and um, I thought it was a good idea. Um, I, I as for knitting controversies, she did post on her blog later that um, some people had flamed her, or I don't know, I could be wrong, but emailed her back, whatever, saying um, they were frustrated or there was some stuff going around that people were like, you're going to put yarn shops out of business. Well, I really don't think that's going to put yarn shops out of business because trust me, there are plenty of people out there who like to buy some yarn. It's like crack. And um, there is, of course, roving. If you go on a band a band of knitting yarn, you can always get some roving and books and needles. And trust me, people do that. So um, I thought that was interesting that there was a little bit of a backlash there. You know, it's all kind of silly when you think about it. I really don't. Yes. Okay. If if 50 people in the knitting blog sphere decide not to buy knee yarn and knit from their stash. Okay. Those stores might not be getting sales that they might have gotten, but I just really if you are banking your business on the fact that X, Y, and Z bloggers are going to buy from you, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling because this is my first podcast of the new year, but I think you guys get my point that I just don't think um, that it should be taken that seriously. And on top of it, I, you know, I think sometimes we're all a little bit uh, self-indulgent and if it wasn't for the internet, I think a lot of these um, online yarn companies just really wouldn't be thriving as much as they are. And of course, I think it's wonderful that they are and more power to them. It's just that sometimes I feel like I need to take it easy and not be so materialistic and have so much yarn that it's ridiculous and that I really couldn't knit it in the next year. 
So what I'm all about is purging. So fine, you have too much yarn and roving in books. Well, you know what? Sell it, de-stash it on eBay, give it away, donate it. Make yourself feel better. And then if you're going to buy new yarn after that, put limits on yourself. And I'm more speaking to myself right now as I say this to you guys because, um, you know, that's how I feel I want to act. I want to get rid of the stuff I know I'm not going to use, sell the stuff that I know I bought kits for and I just kind of lost the urge to knit. And that way I can buy new stuff and be happy and know that I have not just built up an endless supply of yarn that will never be knit. So speaking of knitting from your stash, Jen and Law of NaughtyGirls.com forward slash JenLaw.blog, <laughs> and I think you have to know that URL to get to their current blog, um, they are, well, Law, or rather Jen, is giving Law lots of crap about um, knitting from her stash, and she has a funny entry called, All of Your Stashes Are Belong to Us, and it's just got all these funny rules about um how they're going to be uh, knitting, like sock yarn doesn't count, yarn for dyeing doesn't count. If someone asks for a specific knitted gift, you can still, um, it says, uh, oh, I don't want to read that. Um, if I run out of yarn to finish a project, okay, you could buy new yarn. Out of state yarn, okay, yes, I addressed that above. And uh, again, I don't want to read, you guys got to go read that. Um, knit alongs, uh, traveling stash, and she has all these challenges listed. Um, you have to read the whole entry to kind of understand it, but it's just really interesting. And they're like, they have rules around, you can't have a bunch of people gifting you yarn. You have to be careful because people can inadvertently like get other people to buy them yarn in order to get out of really doing it. So I thought that was funny that they were kind of teasing law about um, whether or not she could last through um, knitting from her stash or they were taking bets on how long she would last um, trying to do this. I don't know if it's called a knit-along. I guess it's a knit-along. Then there is another one that I just signed up for, and it is the UFO Resurrection Challenge 2007. And it is not a knit-along. It is a contest. And um, let's see. It says, each month in 2007, find a UFO, an unfinished object. This makes a total of 12 for the year. You do not need to have a list. I have a list. You have two options for that FO, FO, UFO. Work on it. If you don't have time to finish it that month, it's okay, so it's it's okay if you, you, they want you to work on it, and you can't just knit two rows. They want you to actually give it some dedicated time, but you do not have to finish it. That's what I love. That's why it's not a little knit along. It just wants you to work on it. It's like, if you have it, you need to work on it a little bit, even if you don't finish it. And then post on your blog each month about the project you're resurrecting, and then at the end of the year, there will be prizes. So I joined, let's see if my, my entry has been approved yet i don't see it up there hold on a second no they haven't approved my comment yet but um i'll have to do this off the top of my head i had a list of 12 things i thought of very very easily so i thought it would be funny to share them with you because i'm going to join this thing and i'm going to try it and see how it goes okay so i'm going to count on my fingers um fitzgerald a noro sweater done in um Silk Garden, I believe, that I started. It was my very first sweater. I started it in my second knitting class. And the sleeves are too short on it, which means I'm probably going to have to frog them or rip out the bottom from the cuff up. And then the stripes won't match, and I'll be very angry. But regardless, that sweater is so close to done, but just needs a little bit of help. Let's see, that's one. 
We have a Dale of Norway ski sweater for my husband that I started during the Knitting Olympics and is on size 2 needles and is just taking a little bit of time. It's knit in Delletta, which is like a baby yarn, so it's very fine um, weight. It's like sport weight. And it's just going to take a long time to knit. Okay, that's two. We have um, Sahara, which is wonderful. I just need to finish the neck. We have an old essential striped sweater in Plymouth Encore, multicolor, that I messed up one sleeve, so I need to rip that sleeve, finish it, and then knit the other one. We have, um, let me think, I know that, uh, my split neck tee and my silky wool, which um, has almost one sleeve complete. It's like almost down to the wrist. So that's five, I think. We have, oh man, now I gotta think really hard. Um, a fleece artist jacket that I started the back to. That's six. Selena, which I knit the back to and was starting the two sleeves and had gotten six or seven inches up both sleeves. That's eight. We have my socks, my um, King Charles Charlie socks that I invented myself um, that I love um, that I just need to finish because I messed up at one point and had to rip out a bit and I just never started on them again. Um, I love those socks. That's nine. Um, ten, I have a bucket hat, a fair owl bucket hat. That makes ten. And let's see what else is there. Ooh, um, Colinette point five. I have a gorgeous jacket that I was knitting in that that I started the back and got up through the waist shaping, and that is eleven. I have an Abfab Afghan that my husband bought me the kit for Christmas from the UK at a discounted price. And that makes 12. And that, I, I guess I was like one-sixth done with. You know, Afghans are really big. So they're easily off the top of my head. I can think of 12 things that I need to finish. And what's really sad and nerdy about that is that I remember the yarn each one of them is made out of. I did not have to look that up. I did not have to go into my office. I could just think of it. That is disturbing. Okay, do you see how disturbing that is? I am a true knitter. Even if I don't, get a lot of UFOs like other bloggers. I know that I'm a true knitter if I can do that because that's just scary. <laughs> or wait, not UFOs, but finished objects. FOs. I don't have as many FOs as other people, but I try. I try. I really do. But you know, it's difficult. And I knit for the joy of knitting. And if I don't want to keep working on something, I stop because there's not any happiness if I don't want to keep working on it. It's I'm very odd that way. I'm sure there are others of you out there that feel like me, and then there are some who just think I'm a complete nutball. If I can have that many unfinished things, it would probably itch under their skin to have that much, but it's just how I operate, and it's silly because I could wear a lot of this stuff if I actually bother, uh, bothered to finish it, but I'm weird. What can I tell you? Okay, so I have an interesting knit-along that I wanted to tell you guys about that I've seen from time to time on Craftster, and Craftster is C-R-A-F-T-S-T-E-R dot org. And if you go into the knit along section, um, right now I'm participating in the Sahara knit along. I think I actually made the post. And I keep getting emails from people telling me they want to join the Sahara knit along, but I didn't make a blog for it. I'm just posting on Craftster where I started the thread. So you don't have to email me. You can just start posting to that thread and you're a member. I mean, it's not formal at all. And um, I just got really burnt out after the simple knitted bodice knit along and I it was just too much responsibility to run a website so I had put somebody else in charge as admin and I just I left so and then I kept getting emails people asked me to remove them and I just 
I couldn't. And so it just, it was, it was stressful. I wouldn't want to do it again. And so anyway, on Craftster, there is this knit along that is 65 pages long. And it is called the Anthropology Inspired Capillette. And originally, some awesome knitter had seen this anthropology capillette and had said, you know what, I'm going to write the pattern for that and knit it up and put it on Craftster because oftentimes Craftster, the people will post free patterns. So the stuff that they knit, it's very nice, open, um, open source type environment. A lot of younger people, very creative stuff, a lot of knockoff type sweaters. And uh, I just think it's crazy that it's 65 pages long and it's been going on so long. I think it's definitely worth checking out um, if you're interested in a cool little knit and it's a free pattern. Next up, we have something really cool. I have all these notes um, in my podcasting notes I don't think I ever talked about that I've been saving for a while. Um, Girl on the Rocks, who I've talked about before because I love her blog, um, has these Kitchener Stitch markers that actually have on the stitch markers written the directions for how to do Kitchener Stitch. And you place them in all the appropriate areas and it says front as if to knit and off, you know, and it says step one. They are cool. I ordered them a while ago, right before Christmas and got them and I love them. They are awesome and you can actually read them really well. So I'll have the um, link to that in the podcast notes. Next up in unbelievably cool things we would all love to have, I had come across um, stretchy circular needles. I don't know if I read about it on a blog. I have no idea where I found this link. But it is stretchycirculars.com and it is so cool. Imagine if you had a pair of circular knitting needles that were 24 inches wide and you were knitting a sweater on them in the round um, from the bottom up and you wanted to put that sweater around your waist. Well, you can't unless you get another pair of circulars and knit onto those or put it onto some temporary thread. It's always a pain in the butt. These circulars are stretchy. So you could just slide it over your butt, just put it on like pants, pull it over your legs, and you've got it around your waist. I mean, that is so cool. Um, I, I think it just springs back when you take it off. It just springs back to that 24 set inches that it was. I have not bought a pair because um, last I checked, I don't think they were bamboo, but you know, the whole website looks different now that I'm looking and they look like bamboo. And uh, they only had size two last I looked. I call them elastic circulars on the site, even though the site is stretchy circulars. And they said they have um, 10 inch long pocket size circular, circular, specially designed for knitting socks. So I don't think you really need stretchy, stretchy needles for socks. I could see it much more for um, sweaters, but you can email them and tell them what sizes you want to see. And if a lot of people email them, I bet you they will make them. So I'm waiting for them to have my size so that I can get some for making sweaters. And of course, I want them to be in bamboo or plastic because the metal needles hurt my fingers. Next up, at some point when I was surfing on the blog sphere, again, can't remember, there was this blog where this girl had seen a photograph of a knitted Fendi bag. And it was a ruffled garter stitch Fendi bag. And she wrote the pattern up and recreated the bag. And she um, had, I think, the instructions on her website and her um Friday, her January 12th entry has a whole thing on talking about how many people asked what yarn were you using, how many strands, what is the pattern stitch for the ruffle, and uh, what is the finished size, all this stuff. 
and so it's got great great details so if you have ever seen a knitted bendy bag or you want to see one and you want to knit it you can check it out at blog.carabebe.com c-a-r-a-b-e-b-e.com forward slash knitting and i could be pronouncing it or maybe it's bebe or bb i don't know but um it was pretty cool i was very impressed by this this knitted fendi bag it was very impressive so earlier I was talking about my UFOs. Well, I have to finish my Rowan Selena. And a couple weeks ago, I saw at knitbrooklynknit.typepad.com a gorgeous Rowan Selena in a beautiful green. Um, she wrote the entry on January 8th. And um, it's A Geek Gone Mild is the name of the blog. And it's just fantastic looking. And she's got these action shots of her in a fabric store and eating at a restaurant. And um, she... Uh, also, I think has a Kim Hargraves kit um, off Kim Hargraves website that she also just ordered around the first of the year. And uh, so she has the same kind of taste I do in knitting and knits some beautiful stuff. So go check out her blog for her knitted Selena FO. And speaking of things that lots of people like to knit, around October, um, I've probably had this in my notes for a while, Split Yarn of SplitYarn.com finished a I believe is how you pronounce it. Gorgeous, gorgeous in, um, it looks like. She has it in Noro Silk Garden, color 203. And Clapotee is from Nitty, and I think it is probably one of the most frequently knit, never goes away, always somebody knitting it. And she modified it and did it more like a scarf, which I really like. And you should check it out because it's gorgeous and pretty. Um, she finished it in October, but more I, I spotlighted this because of course it was beautiful but because I just think it's so wild how Nitty's been around for a while now and stuff certain patterns in that magazine just are they last forever you just can't get away from them they're classic and people just always want to knit them and it's neat to see new FOs come up from these patterns that we're familiar with and what's even cooler and this hasn't happened to me except at fiber festivals is when you're out in the world and you happen to see somebody wearing one of those and you know they knit it or somebody knit it for them who went to Nitty and who is a part of our little crazy sub-underground knitting subculture, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, check out her Clapotee. It's really beautiful. I think it looked really good in the Noro and a lot prettier than I would have expected it to. So let's talk about what I am knitting right now because I think I've done a lot of knit along type uh, blog spotlights today pretty good because I had all that old stuff in my notes but um, right now I'm working on um, there's a book by Debbie Bliss it's been around a couple years called Simply Soft and there's a bolero on the cover and I'm knitting it in cashmere chunky and I got perfect gauge when I or gauge 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 <laughs> See, I always have to question myself when I say that out loud because some part of my brain thinks it sounds wrong um, and, uh, I'm knitting it in a beautiful pale blue, normal pixie color, um, in the cashmere chunky. And I got perfect gauge right on when I knit it three and a half stitches per inch. And I've cast on for the back and I've knit my 10 rows and I just have to keep working on it. Um, I've had a hard time getting back into the groove because we were in Europe and I really just knitting didn't go well. I cast on for a glove like three times and didn't like the way the middle looked, um, tried cables, tried ribbing, it just wasn't working for me. So came back, still wasn't really in the mood to knit, and I've just been kind of getting back into it because I was sick. 
I just wasn't, I wasn't there. It wasn't doing it for me. And I felt like that last year, which is when I started sewing and I sewed quilts for a couple months. And if I could get into my office right now, I would probably try to quilt, but it's kind of messy. There's a lot of stuff on the floor that needs to be organized. Nothing like trash or anything. Just need to go in there and organize it. I've got my nice yarn in the corner organized, but then all this stuff that's randomly gotten thrown in there. And it's a new year and I'm trying to focus on doing some stuff for the house that we need to do. And so I just need to get back into my groove. You know, it happens sometimes. And I still love knitting. And I went to my knitting group on Saturday and it was lovely with all the ladies. And they had all gone to distaff day last Saturday and I couldn't go because I was sick. And um, there was some really good fiber there. Um, I was very impressed by what everybody came back with for their stash. And uh, so some of my friends who were doing the knit from your stash thing, they got roving because that's allowed. And hey, you can make your own yarn, right? <laughs> so let's see, we are at about 25 minutes. So I think I will take a break for now. And hopefully we'll have another podcast for you guys soon. Thank you so much for all the sweet emails. Whenever y'all bug me to podcast, it usually gets me to do it. So keep sending those um, emails. They'll help me get motivated and get a podcast out the door. Thanks, you guys.